We are the Adventuring Guild. And this is the Home Brew Review. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. This week we are doing something extra special and extra ridiculous. We are doing our anime-themed episode. So this will be full of all sorts of ridiculous puns, references, and nostalgic music. For this very first one, we are starting in an anime that is very near and dear to many anime fans' hearts as they got started on this one in particular. The anime that we will be focusing on, kind of this genre, is the typical ninja-style animes. Uh, The one specifically that you're going to catch most of your references from is Naruto. So I hope you all enjoy this. With me once again is uh, Virgil, Hope, Micah, and Rhino. So I hope that you guys all enjoy these very fantastic creative classes. Hello everyone, this is Virgil and I am playing Corin, the human shinobi. When I found this class, I was looking for something ninja based, and I was looking at a bunch of monk archetypes, and then I came across this whole class, the shinobi, and I really fell in love with it. There's just a lot in this class that I think add to what it is to be a ninja. Um, Starting off, instead of key points, it is chakra points. Um, And how many you get varies at each level, instead of like the monk where it's one per level roughly, so at level 20 you have 20 key points. At level 20 you actually have 30 chakra points. Um, So you end up with uh, more chakra, uh, but you also have a Jutsus, and you have a certain number that you can know per level. Um, With the chakra, there are three that you always have, three types of abilities that you always have. One is Death Mark, one is Flash Step, and the other is Steel Wind. So, very similar to the monk with uh, Patient Defense, Flurry of Blow, that kind of ability. So, Death Mark is a lot like a Hunter's Mark or a Hex. I spend one chakra and I mark a creature for death for one minute. I deal an extra d6 damage to the target whenever I hit them. Um, if the target drops to zero before the mark ends, I can use my bonus action to transfer it to a new creature. So, a very useful ability. I have a flash step, which as a bonus action, I spend one point and teleport to a location within 15 feet. Um, when I do this, I can is stuck to try and hide part of my action from my teleport so they don't know where I am. Um, and uh, as a little bit of flavor, if I want to leave a two-foot log in the place where I was, I am will- I am okay to do that. Um, that seventh <laughs> look, I can actually use as a reaction when I'm attacked by somebody. So if I'm attacked and I really don't want to get hit, I can instead use my reaction and teleport somewhere else. So it's kind of a free get-out-of-get-out-of-a-hit ability which I really like with this class. The other one is Steel, which is very similar to a Flurry of Blows, 
after using the attack action, I can spend one shocker point to make two ranged attacks with Shuriken uh, as a bonus action. So I can attack and then throw two Shuriken as a bonus action. This class has the unarmored defense, dex plus wisdom, plus 10. Um, the, uh, at level 1, level 2, no land. It was very similar to the ranger's... Uh, uh, Oh, the ranger's territory, uh, familiar territory, that uh, physical terrain doesn't slow down the group. Uh, I have advantage on uh, tracking creatures, uh, uh, can find twice the amount of food. Um, and then at level 3, you choose your archetype or your jutsu style. Uh, and in this, it has it said a couple different ways. One is jutsu style, the other one is shinobi way. Um, there are three of them, different styles of jutsu there. There is genjutsu which is very much uh, uh, the, the power of the mind. Uh, so a lot of charming, a lot of uh, crowd control type abilities where you mess with people's minds. There's ninjutsu, which is, of course, creating fireball, uh, water torpedoes, uh, giant wind thing, you know, using the elements, very similar to an element, uh, the way of the woman's monk. Uh, but there's a lot more jutsu uh, with it, which is very cool. And the last one is Taijutsu, which is very uh, reminiscent of the uh, way of the open palm monk. Uh, so a lot of hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat, a lot of extra abilities. In this way, I went with the uh, Genjutsu style. So I'm going to be doing a lot of mind, uh, mind jutsus. Uh, at level 3, I start off with an ability called Mind Spike. And I think this is going to be real cool, and it adds a lot to the Genjutsu. Starting when I uh, level three, when I choose this style, uh, creatures who fail their saving throw or ability check against my Genjutsu take one d6 plus wisdom psychic damage, uh, and this increases by a d6 at level eleventh and seventeenth level uh, by a d6. So any of my mind controlling they fail the save, they take damage. So it's not just a I'm controlling the target, but I'm actually taking them down at the same time. Or things as simple as uh, disguise self. If someone tries to see through my uh, disguise self and they fail, they, they take psychic damage. So it kind of helps be a buffer. Uh, it adds a little bit of damage to a not so damaging type class where Genjutsu is far more, I think of more as a. Uh, in the background type character, someone who kind of manipulates the battlefield. This makes them a much heavier hit. Um, and then with the Jutsus, there are the uh, Keke Genkai, which are the uh, really rare special Jutsus that only few people have. Uh, in this uh, class, there are three different kinds. There is the Byakugan, uh, there is the Sharingan, and there is the Renegon. And you can only get those at certain levels, and you have to have a level requirement for them, uh, but I will be taking one of those when I hit 5th uh, level, I'll be taking Sharing. Uh, it adds a lot to the class and just makes it a really fun, uh, a fun setup for this class. So I'm looking forward to playing this character and seeing what the Shinobi can do for our team and in the campaign set. Hey everyone, I'm Hope and I'll be playing Keely, the magic girl, and in the name of the Cosmo and I'll punish you. So while that, uh, I am doing uh, the Warlock with the Patron of Cosmic Guardian by the biggest whoop on Reddit. Uh, this whole thing is taking the Warlock and making him into a magical girl. 
Uh, so with that, it's kind of a pretty simple setup, very basic warlock. Uh, with the Cosmic Guardian, I do gain magical form. Uh, right now at this level, I use it as a risk action, and it allows me to use my Prisma as a modifier for attacks, damage rolls, ability checks, and saving threats. Um, I can also uh, gain temporary speed to my world level at the start of each turn. And I also have advantage on Persuasion City. And this lasts for one minute, and I use it one time for a short rest. And this just kind of looks like you're going along as, you know, you're kind of normal. And then once you take this form, you transform into this beautiful, cutesy little anime match. I also decided to take a feat as Magic Initiate, which allows me to have two cantrips. A couple of other little things that you get hit with uh, taking the Cosmic Guardian and the Pact of the Chain is I do get a Stargazer as my this kind of looks pretty much basically like a cutesy beholder, but you can have it transform into any small creature. So I'm going to have it transform into the shape of magical cat, of course. And one time per day, my familiar can cast Detect Thought, uh, Comprehend Languages, or Magic Missile. Uh, some of the other little spells that you can take for the pack, or sorry, not the pack. So some of the spells that you can take with having the Cosmic Guardian as your patron. Uh, all those spells are from uh, Xanathar's Guide. So the ones that I chose from Xanathar's Guide were like Heroes, Moonbeam, and Spiritual Weapon. So I'm pretty excited to use those. I think they fit pretty well into being a, a magic. So that's basically it. Hey, 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 listen up, you big ugly mugs. I'm only going to say this once. <laughs> you better clean that wax out of your ear. The reputation of Team Diker stretches far and wide. And when they talk about its badass leader, the indomitable spirit of manliness, they're talking about me, the mighty commie. <laughs> Thank you, Micah. Hello, everyone. This is Micah coming, with you, coming to you once again to join a fantastic podcast. And as you can probably guess, I am playing my favorite anime character of all time, the mighty Kamina leader of Team Daigurin. It was actually quite a uh, quite a process to find the perfect way of building such a unique character, but uh, I think I found exactly what I was looking for in the form of Ace the Alchemist, also known as Al- uh, Alchemist R on Reddit, his Scald class. Uh, for any of you who don't know, Scalds are frontline bards, if you will. And um, so utilizing a lot of really cool features to really capital capture the, the true essence of Kamina as you know, the guy who's right there in the thick of things, but always is saying exactly what he needs to say to make sure that his allies are ready for a fight. Um, the Skull gets a lot of features very similar to the Bard. They get a... They're, Probably their, their key feature is the intonation, which, apart from providing just kind of buffs over time, also allows them to grant intonation die, similar to Bardic Inspiration. Um, beyond that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that as the, the features come up. Um, also get access to the Poised Poet ability, which allows me to use my Charisma modifier instead of my Dexterity modifier for my AC, which is great because as many of you already know, Kamina doesn't wear armor. He's a man. He doesn't wear a shirt. He's a man. 
And so it's going to be greatly useful to be able to have a, a, a little bit better uh, AC than running around with a plus one, which is why I also thank Bob very much for the, the, the bracers of defense, because uh, I need to stay alive at least till episode eight. I mean, come on. Uh, but beyond that, the Scald is really, really fun. Uh, just looking through it, you get access to, of course, the signature epics, which are your your uh, subclasses, and Ace, and I have talked a little bit, he's got a lot more coming out, but there really is only one choice when it comes to to, to building Kamina, and that is the quest of the Hero King. Um, it's a story of a reluctant hero who eventually becomes uh, the, the ruler of a land, and it's told from the point of view of his friend, i.e. Kamina, and so a lot of everything that goes into it, the flavor of it, feels very much like the storyline for Gurren Lagann, and so, you know, everything just fits perfectly, right down to, you know, the the, the death of the hero's friend as the, the big tension point before the hero finally comes into his own, so I'm really super excited to do this. Uh, once again, Gurren Lagann and Kamina have been my favorite anime show and character since I discovered them. And so to be able to bring them into the world of D&D makes me super excited. And I look forward to uh, stomping my way across whatever lands I come to to put these beast men down once and for all. So it is time to be the very best like no one ever was. Hi, it's Matt Rhino back with the Pokemon Trainer class. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to be playing this. I will be playing Max Stone, a camper trainer. And I, as soon as Bob suggested anime, I had went running screaming for the Pokemon class. I have to give huge props to Joe the DM, who has created this for right now, Generations 1, 2, and 3. Everything. You can run your game through this. If you want to learn more, you can find it on Reddit under the subreddit Pokemon5e. And yeah, so I'm going to be playing a camper, which gives me... A proficiency in survival and plus one bonus to all skill checks made by any of my grand Pokemon. I would go into a lot more detail, but I think it'll be easier to kind of get a feeling for it as we play. I will let you know that there is paths, there's still proficiencies. You're going to be running effectively a character sheet for yourself as well as each Pokemon you're playing. The level of detail they went, they've got combat, they've got ability modifiers, they've got skill checks, they've got equipment, and you can be the trainer you've always wanted to be, and then some. So, I'm very excited to bring this to you, and I cannot wait to see what those, you know, evil teams are up to, and try, how they're trying to destroy the world, so that our Pokemon can destroy them, and beat them with their power of friendship, and yeah, thank you once again for having me on this amazing podcast. Alright, uh, go ahead everybody real quick, uh, if you didn't talk about what magic item you got. I, I apologize. So I have the magic item bag of holding, which, as Bob explained to me, is more or less just my Poke Bag. It makes sense. I've got a bunch of Pokeballs. I've got different items, berries, etc. that I can carry with me. So I needed the bag of holding just to actually carry all my stuff. The only thing I'm missing is running shoes. <laughs> um, I got the magic item, a wand of magic protection. This has three charges. Can it spend one charge as an act past the detect magics and I regain 1v3 expended charges daily and I got the boots of elven kind give me advantage on stuff okay 
we will go ahead then and get started. Uh, and I would like to make one little note with uh, Rhino's Pokemon class there. There is so much there. You could basically run a setting off of just this packet. So definitely check that out um, if you guys want, because we're only going to be able to really showcase a handful of the things here. But it is a, an extensive packet of information. I kid you not, with a player's handbook, you could run, and this manual, you could run an entire Pokemon team game, and I'm testing it out so I can do just that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if it, if it turns out well, you guys very well may see some of this kind of stuff in the Chaos Plan, So, because it is it is massively expansive. A slight 269 pages right now. Yeah. All right. So for this adventure, as I explained a little bit earlier, we'll be showcasing Virgil's anime series just a little bit here. So uh, you guys are all starting off in the village hidden in the dice because I like D&D puns. Virgil, I'll go ahead and start with you. So you are one of the many shinobi who patrol the borders of your village and you protect it from outside threats. While your village is a hidden ninja village, it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that there isn't the occasional outsider that visits. As a matter of fact, there's a group of travelers that are passing through right now. A uh, certain Pokemon trainer heard that there is a chance to find some rare fighting type Pokemon here. So uh, he's kind of come to search for one of those. You guys have gathered a little bit of intelligence on these people uh, using your mysterious shinobi ways. Um, a magical girl is floating in for some reason, uh, called by the powers of light to protect this area from imminent danger. And a very, very loud shirtless man is passing his way through, yelling about the threat of Beastman and about drilling through to the heavens or some such crazy thing like that. So um, you approach the group uh, silently through the trees, jumping from branch to branch all nimbly bimbly like. Um, and uh, while you reflect that this is a very odd group, you think you've seen something very odd, some shifting leaves or something like that, uh, kind of on the other side of where this group is. Go ahead and give me a perception check, Virgil. That is a 20. A 20. You very easily spot another group of four individuals uh, quickly heading towards the outskirts of town. They seem to be moving very, very swiftly through the trees like yourselves. Uh, would you take off towards that group approaching the village very quickly? Do they have an identifying works up from around here? Or what? No, no. The uh, other group advancing on the uh, village is moving like you guys do, like the shinobi, very, very quickly, and you know that there aren't any patrols or anything like that out that direction. I'd probably follow them. Okay, you see a everybody else. You see a shadowy figure uh, jump from uh, branch to branch, heading off in a uh, kind of perpendicular to where you guys are at. Would you follow this this shadowy figure jumping through the trees? My first instinct is beastman, so yeah, I would, and I'd probably uh, release my rhyhorn so I can use my mountain rhino to follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I'll hop on Rocky and start following. I would call this all and have running out. As you guys get closer, Virgil, you're the first one to spot it, but uh, three rival shinobi from a different hidden village uh, seem to be approaching your town, and one of them appears to be um, a Jonin in power level, a much more powerful uh, shinobi compared to the other three. They do not seem to have spotted you yet. Uh, I got a good look at them. 
Yeah, yeah. You'd be able to see uh, very easily. They are uh, the... Scrolling through, trying to find a halfway decent ninja name. I don't know, Virgil, what what do you think a uh, the rival of the village hidden in the dice would be? Um, oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. There's too much pressure on me right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, village um, of the Tops, guys. Yes, we'll go with that. <laughs> it, but it works so well with Kamina, too. It's the spin. Okay. The village hidden in the Tops. Um... I would use my Gen- one of my Genjutsu, Hydra Head, and I will cast Disguise Self on myself so that I look just like them. Okay, and you approach the group then? Yes. Okay. You approach the uh, other shinobi, and they look at you very, very oddly. Uh, the three underlings, uh, the, the three uh, lesser shinobi, um, appear to be a little bit less wary uh, than the the Jonin, but uh, they they are all a little bit on guard, uh, but they do not say anything as you approach. Okay. Do you say anything to them, or what do you want to do? No, nope. don't say anything. Okay. They uh, look at you a bit oddly, since you aren't saying anything and aren't reacting at all, and uh, they ask you uh, why you're here and who who you who sent you here. There were only supposed to be four of them, four of us. I was just sent to get a report. That's all. Okay, go ahead and give me a deception check. Uh, that is a 16. A 16, okay. And uh, what is the uh, conditions for your disguise self? Is it just a standard disguise self type deal where if they're suspicious, they have to make a save against noticing? Uh, well, it's the disguise self spell, so... Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. To discern if I'm in disguise, a creature must use this action to make an intelligence check against my DC. Okay. And what is your DC? They rolled... Uh, let me roll for all four of them. Intelligence, 14. Okay. The three lesser fail, so does the the larger guy. So they they are very skeptical, but they... they also all because of my, uh, uh, my, uh, Genjutsu way, my mind spike. They all take or take eight points of psychic damage. Holy crap! Just from trying to study you. If they fail any get any ability check or save against a Genjutsu that I have, they take psychic damage. Holy! So they all take eight points of psychic damage. Holy cow! Okay, well, all four of them fall to the ground um, out of these trees, uh, landing slightly ungracefully. Uh, right amongst the party that uh, followed you over here. So I need everybody to roll me initiative as this fight is inevitably going to ensue. What's going on here? 17. 14. 8. Natural 20, so 23. I am hot today. I like it. Yeah. And the ninja, I'm going to roll them uh, as two separate groups. A nat 20 for the jonin and a 13 for the other guys. Okay, um, so those other guys that crashed to the ground really aren't looking good at this point. That that was a very decisive blow that they they were not expecting. So we go ahead and start off with the Jonin, who after landing to the ground immediately noticed that there was something wrong, and he throws one of his uh, daggers up at you. That will probably hit, that was a 17 plus 5. Uh, well, let me see, I think it's plus, uh, yep, plus 5. Yep, that'll... Then you will take three, uh, oh, plus three. So six points of uh, piercing damage from that. 
Uh, he is then going to go ahead and... Oh, wait, no, that is a uh, reaction. So then he's going to go ahead and throw an additional uh, dagger up at you. Uh, that won't hit. That was only a 10 total. Okay. Okay. Uh, just where... Uh, with this class, you don't just learn Genjutsu or Taijutsu or Ninjutsu if you specialize in them. You can pick any. It's just the one you specialize in is more powerful. So I also took the uh, because I can know three jutsus at one level. So I took Hydra Head, which is disguise self at will, uh, Mind Mold, which is basically force spell, and then the third one is a Taijutsu, is Iron Body. So bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage is reduced by three. Wow, that is significant. Non magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing is reduced. By yeah, that is significant. Okay, uh, we then move on to your turn, Virgil. Alrighty. So, how many are left? Just the big guy? No, the Jonin was the only one that landed on his feet correctly. Uh, the other three are still down there. They aren't doing great, but uh, uh, they are just now getting to their feet. Okay. Um, then, I am going to jump down, and as a bonus action, I am going to cast mark, uh, Death Mark on the Joni. Okay. So, uh, they that on them, and then I am going to uh, 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 attack one of the uh, lesser, or one of the under people with uh, my dagger. Okay. That is a... That is a 16 to hit? Yes, that very definitely hits. And that is seven points of piercing damage. Seven. Okay, that was enough to uh, lodge into the collarbone of one of them, and they fall to the ground very, uh, very, very much dead. And then I look at the Joni, and I typed you alive for answers. <laughs> okay. Hope, we then move on to you. You saw, uh, all of a sudden, uh, four individuals fall to the ground uh, with the one shadowy shape that you followed, uh, to get there, standing in the branches above him. Alright. I'm going to use Eldritch Blast Power and make a spell attack against him. Okay. So that is a uh, 16 to hit. Uh, the big guy or the little guys? Um, the big shadowy one. Okay, uh, that would hit. Okay. That's seven points of damage. Okay. All right. And as a as a bonus action, I am going to use my magical form. So uh, this means I'm going to miss that magical drum. Okay. Yes. As uh, uh, the streaming rainbow light envelops you and your uh, fighting costume uh, comes on, you release that that bolt of energy that slams into the chest of the ninja that was very unsuspecting. All right. Um, then we move on to Micah. So, uh, charging into this into this fight, I see one big ugly guy that I don't like, and I'm gonna roll odds or evens to see if I heard Virgil say that he wanted him alive. <laughs> that is odds. Um, sorry, Virgil, but I'm unsheathing my Nodachi <laughs> and uh, utilizing the Epic Fervor class feature. Uh, starting at second level, I can. Absorb myself fully within my, my tail, ignoring all else but my words and my weapons. 
When I make my first attack on my turn or cast a spell that requires a spell attack, I can decide to do so with fervor. It basically is reckless attack with a few more disadvantages to me. So uh, rolling with advantage against uh, against the Jonin uh, is a 20 to hit. 20 does hit, yes. And that will be... Ooh, that's uh, 12 points of slashing damage to it. Wow. Okay, that is significant. A real man fights his foes face to face. <laughs> Believe it! <laughs> Sorry. We then move on to the uh, two remaining little guys. The two remaining um, shinobi stand up, jumping to their feet, and stab twice at Kamina for attacking their boss. Uh, so they have advantage on their attack rolls because I used my uh, epic for her. Okay. Uh, both of those will probably hit. That's a 17 and a 20, not nat. Yep, they will both hit. Okay. So then you will take from them. And even though they're technically using the same daggers, I'm using the short sword stats like what the enemy here has um, for the appropriate CR. Uh, so that is four and two points of damage. So a total of six. Okay. All right. We then move on to um, Max. Alright, I'm going to roll for my initiative for Rhyhorn. Okay. He got a 13. Alright. Then that will uh, put him uh, uh, right after uh, Kamina. I'm, what, what's his dex? Because this is a plus one for the uh, Shinobi. Zero. Okay, he so... uses my um, initiative modifier, though. Okay, then he would go right before you. Okay, well... So do I have a trainer to battle, or am I just attacking people with a giant rock? Just rhino? attacking people right now. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to start off with a tail whip. Okay. You shake your tail at the enemy Pokemon, or in this case, enemy. Distracting and opening up its defenses. Pokemon must make wisdom save against your move DC. On a fail, allies add plus one to any attack they target with the duration. We stacked up to five times. Oh, wow. Okay, and that is uh, against the big guy or one of the little guys? Uh, it would affect everybody. Oh, wow. Okay. All enemies. Because it's usually Pokemon battles, right? Yeah, oh. very true. Uh, oh, no, it's just DC 10. Never mind, I don't get a roll for it. Okay. God. Then uh, two will pass. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's the little guys that passed. Uh, the big guy failed. All right, so that's that's my turn. All right. Um, and then that rolling your initiative for your Pokemon was all you could do, Max, for you? Uh, I was at the beginning of combat, I rolled for the gotcha. initiative for my Pokemon as well, and my action is my Pokemon's action. Gotcha, okay, that makes a lot of sense. All right, we then move back on to the uh, Jodine. Uh, he is going to why fix what ain't broken. Oh, wait, no, because Kamina jumped up to him. Virgil, you stayed up in the tree shooting down, didn't you? No, I jumped down to stab the long guy. Oh, that's right. Okay, um, and then I'm going to go ahead and say then he's going to attack Kamina, because um, Kamina did a hell of a bit of damage to him, and he is going to then make um, three attacks against you, since it's not ranged anymore. Oh, and he has advantage on those, doesn't he? Yep. Okay, then uh, one will hit, and the other two will hit as well. Uh, so, is, do you have any kind of resistances, or do you want me to give you all this damage at once? Give it all at once. I don't, I don't, I don't resist things. Okay. 20 total points of damage. 
fun. Yeah. All right. We then move on to Virgil. Your turn. So the building is down on the ground now? Yep. All of them are down on the ground. All righty then. Uh, I'm going to look up Okay. Uh, Yep, and just to give everybody an idea on what the board looks like right now, uh, Kamina is completely surrounded uh, face-to-face with the Jonin and the two other shinobi behind him. Um, And then Hope is kind of off somewhere nearby, uh, just transformed. And Max uh, is kind of off just a little bit too, with Rhyhorn kind of up there a little ways as well. Okay, I'm going to look at the Jonin, and I'm going to use two chakra. To cast Mind Mold, um, and so, uh, in, let's see, I need him to make an intelligent saving. That was a 12. Okay, he fails, so he takes first three, he plus seven points of psychic damage. Okay. And, uh, uh Mind Mold is Phantasmal Force, so oh, I can nice. create something within a 10 foot hoop around him, and I'm going to create a giant 10-foot-tall demon, basically, and I'm going to have it attack him uh, with all kinds of roars and ice and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, So each round of turn, he takes 1d6 psychic damage, so that would be an additional 5 points of psychic damage for the spell. Alright, and that was enough to bring him down to bloody. Alright. He should be. Uh, if he wants, he can investigation check to see if the spell is real. Uh, otherwise, he rationalizes everything that happens to him. Uh, and I would have put demon on the other side of him, so if he tries to attack it or something, uh, he wouldn't be slashing at Kamina. He'd be slashing the other direction. Okay. Good idea. All right. Uh, anything as a bonus action? Uh, that's all I can. Okay, we then move on to Hope. Alright, I'm going to once again use Eldritch Blast Power and make a spell attack. That's a 14. Okay, and which one were you aiming at? Um, I'm going to switch to one of the smaller guys time. Okay, yes, you are very easily able then to hit one of the smaller guys uh, behind Kamina. Alright. That's 11 points of damage. Damn. Okay, another one uh, gets blasted in the side and goes flying off into the air, slamming into a tree, and the tree cracks from the impact. Uh, Very anime-esque. And he falls to the ground, dead. Bonus action, Hope. That's it for my turn. Okay. Tamina, it is now on to you. Uh, I'm going to whirl around at one of the, the little chumps that ran up to attack me in the middle of my fight. Just, Who the hell do you think you are interfering with a fight between men? And uh, <laughs> make 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 a uh, an, an epic perfect swing at this guy. And that is another 20 to hit. Very easily able to hit. For seven nine points of slashing damage. The faster than light swing of your Nodachi cuts him in half and it stands, he stands there for a minute looking surprised as he then falls to the ground in two pieces. And I'll just turn around and, and look at the the, uh, the, the Jonin and I'm like, now it's just you and me. 
All right, and since that was the last of the little guys, uh, they are out of the initiative round, obviously, so we move on to Max. All right, I'm going to send Rhyhorn. Is he within 30 feet of the big guy? Yeah, you guys would all kind of be in the same 20-foot cube. All right, I'm going to send Rhyhorn. I'll be like, Rocky, Horn, or sorry, Fury Attack, and I'm going to try and hit him. Okay. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> ah, it doesn't show his weight on here. So sad. Um, ooh, that's not good. Probably won't hit. That was, a, I believe, a seven to hit. No, not quite enough. The, uh, the Jonin sees it, and uh, with the demon-y, demon behind him and Kamina in front of him in this right horn charging, he's able to kind of leap into the air uh, as that right horn tries to attack and gets out of the way. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and then I myself will move kind of closer to the battle, but still in the background. Okay, yeah, not a problem. We then move on to the Jonin's turn. The Jonin, uh, now that there are three enemies in front of him to attack, um, well, I guess four now, uh, I'm going to go ahead. Oh, no, Virgil, you were behind the other little guy, weren't you? No, no, you weren't. Yeah, I haven't made it up to him yet. Okay, I will go ahead and then roll to see who he hits. One and two would be Micah, uh, three and four would be uh, Rhyhorn, and uh, four and five would be uh, uh, the Illusion. And he rolled a one, so he's going to go ahead then and attack Kamina. Three times again. And advantage because you had the Reckless Fervor thing? Yep, I'm actually probably going to go down here. Okay, uh, that is one hit, one miss, and one hit. So I'm going to say that that was one with the dagger. Even though he, they're using the same weapons, to, for balance reasons, he's got a quote-unquote scimitar and a quote-unquote dagger. So you'll take 1d6 and 1d4 for this. Ouch, that was max on one and min on the other. So you will take, uh, see, that's uh, 13 points of damage. And that is three points more than I had left. Okay, you fall to the ground unconscious, but still very manly. Uh, your shades don't even move at all. Uh, as you hit the ground. We then move... What's that? I said he's lucky then. <laughs> yeah. We then move on to Virgil. All right. So he takes first off 1d6 from the thing. So he takes five points of psychic damage Ouch. on the demon. Uh, uh, and then I'm going to run up to him and attack. Uh, are we flanking or not? Nope. No flanking this time. <laughs> that is a nine to hit. Okay, not quite enough. Still not quite enough. No, he is able to get one of his blades up in the way to block your strike. All right. Then I'm going to spend one more key point and use Steel Wind. So I'm going to make two dagger attacks. All right. That's a nat 20 and a 13. Or 14. Okay. Yep. Oh, uh, no, the nat 20 will hit. Okay. So that is... Uh, how are we doing it again? Nat 20, uh, the standard D&D roll 2 add modifiers last. Okay. So that's... One, two, um, plus... Uh, so, it's 2d4, because of the dagger. Uh, plus death mark is an additional d6. So that would be 2d6 on top of that. And then the modifier of plus three, so seven, ten, fourteen points of piercing it. Fourteen, you said? Correct. Wow. Okay, that is almost enough to take him out. He is at single digits. 
Okay. Um, I just shot to everyone to help me. I need him alive. Don't kill him. Okay. We then move on to Hope. Uh, and so they're still... They're still the little guys. Yep, all the little guys are gone. It's just the big guy. Okay. I'm gonna have my stargazer come up and bite him. Okay. That's an 11. An 11. Not quite enough. No, as he goes to fly in, uh, the Jonin already trying to duck a uh, attack from the demon uh, manages to evade that one as well. All right, that's my turn. All right, Kamina, first death saving throw. Is a four. Oh no, one fail. Yes. All right, on to Max. All right, so Rayhorn still right near him, or did he like kind of charge and go past the guy jumped over him? Nope, uh, he would still kind of be right there. All right, changes what move I use. Okay, we're gonna try another fury attack. All right, let's go, Rocky. Uh, yeah. Oh, and a hit. Ten? That does not quite hit, no. Alright, so then I'm gonna get Rocky to move his full movement speed. I know he can take it in back opportunity. I'm gonna be like, Rocky, get ready to charge! Alright, and that attack did not hit. I rolled a three plus five. No. <laughs> Alright, so then it has moved on to the Jonin's turn. Uh, seeing Kamina on the ground, he then switches his attention between, uh, well, the Rhyhorn backed off. Uh, so switching his attention between the demon, Virgil, and um, that would be it. So odds, Virgil, uh, evens the demon. Evens the demon. He swings at the imaginary demon three times. Will that dispel it if on first hit, kind of like mirror image? No, uh, unless he actually uses his action to investigate it. Uh, everything that happens, he will justify it be a real thing. So if he goes through it, he just thinks, you know, one of those... Either the demon dodged away from it, or whatever it is. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say this round, then he attacks it three times with his blade, and it very nimbly gets out of the way, despite um, his best efforts. So then next action, uh, if he doesn't try to attack anybody else, he will investigate that demon image. So you guys see him turn around and swipe his blade several times into the open air behind him. We then move on to Virgil. Uh, let's see. So the demon thingy does five points of damage to him. All right. He's still standing, not by a whole lot, though. By, like, almost yeah, almost a single health point. I'm going to attack him. Non-leaping. That's a 20 to hit. Yep, very easily. And if your modifier is higher than a two, he falls unconscious. Yeah, it, it would be more than enough. Okay, he falls to the ground as you hit him right in the solar plex, and he falls to the ground completely unconscious. Okay. Um, I look over to Kamina and say, does anybody have... Wait, we have potions, don't we? Yes, you guys have... Um... Is it a potion? Is it a great potion? A hyper potion? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yes. <laughs> just some fresh water. No, it's just some... No, you, all you have we is some bitter... Survive, guys. Who's got yeah. a mass survive? Yes, all, all <laughs> you have is uh, some bitter-ass berries that'll make your friends not like you as much. <laughs> All right. I'm um, willing to use it. Yes, you guys have two potions of healing, one dust of disappearance, and one potion of climbing. Dip potion of climbing. <laughs> I can give the healing potions, or my healing potion, if anything, to uh, Kamina so he has it. Whatever you guys so, want to do. Yeah, because no one's healer, are they? Nope. No. Yeah, yeah, so I give the potion to him so he won't die on her. <laughs> okay. 
You did it. I'm gonna die for the first game. <laughs> oh god, that'd be terrible. Um, so then you are able to administer that. Uh, Micah, you are up with however many hit points it is, and uh, yeah. Oof, just a couple. Okay. Six hit points currently. Alright, so you guys are able to get back up to your feet. Um, I'm assuming you guys are probably going to take a uh, uh, you guys are probably going to uh, take a short rest now, I'm assuming. I would be very happy to take a short rest. Okay. I'm going to top the long guy first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him, and then I'll take rest. Okay. So, uh, uh, what would you, in- would you, I'm assuming you slap him awake, what do you ask him? Oh, I'm going to take him back to Philip first. Oh, okay. Yep, you're able to tie him up, take him back to the village. You invite everybody back to the village with you to kind of recover? Yeah. Okay, well, as you're tying him up, he begins to um, uh, come to a little bit, and he coughs very dramatically and says, (coughs) At least you're here and not in the village. By now, the Hokage is already ours. (coughs) And he falls back unconscious. What's a Hokage? The number one ninja, the leader, hit an instant. Okay. Maybe you can tell me where I can find these pieces. So I quickly tie him up faster, and then we take him to the village, and I tell him to hurry up after we can go. Okay, do you guys want to try and take a short rest, um, or do you want to immediately depart and run for the village? Take a short rest, I think, that way Tommy can Okay, you guys take a short rest then. It is fairly uneventful. Um, the guy remains unconscious the entire time. Um, and you guys then begin heading back towards the village. Do you want to just like tie him to a tree so he can't escape, or do you want to try and drag him back, knowing that the Hokage could be in danger? Uh, uh, to take him back, that would interrogate it a little bit more, find out. Okay, as you're running I back... Mean, don't come and just take him away if they turn him around and work. Yeah, you could probably signal for somebody else to take him if you wanted. <laughs> Alright, I used all of my hit dice and now I'm back up to full health. Okay. Alright. So then, uh, Virgil, so would you be dragging him or signaling for somebody else to take him? Uh, I'll drag him because if the Hokage is in trouble, I don't want to pull other people away. Okay. You uh, immediately start running back towards the village, all of you. Um... And as you get closer, you notice that there are a ton of people running your way, um, trying to evacuate the village. You see that there's smoke and fires and all sorts of stuff um, kind of drifting up into the air. You hear screams and battles and fighting. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to initiate a skill challenge here. So what would you do as you work your way through the village to either help people, put out fires, deal with um, bandits? Do what is some sort of skill that you would use as your running into this village. We'll go one at a time. Everybody needs to pass one. Um, if I see if, if, I, if I see people taking advantage of the chaos and uh, doing things they shouldn't be doing, then I'm going to put a stop to that. Okay. So what kind of skill would you use to get people to quit, you know, looting and shops and that kind of stuff? You're not sure if they're enemies, if they're insurgents, if they're locals or who they are. But um, those that look like they're breaking windows and trying to get stuff, um, what would you do to stop them? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll do the, uh, I'll just point out and be like, hey, a real man doesn't take advantage of chaos like that. He goes and helps the people who need helping. And I'm gonna make a uh, an intimidation charisma check. Okay, go ahead and roll that. 
And that will be a C. That is a 16. A 16. All right. That is enough to get them to uh, kind of look amongst themselves, shame, you know, very shamefaced and uh, put down the belongings that they were trying to acquire and uh, disappear up onto the rooftops, hopping away towards the center of town. That's what I thought. Okay. Who's next? You guys continue to run through the village. Um, That was on the outskirts. Now you're a little bit further in. There are a lot more people here running around, uh, very afraid. You see and hear more battle going on as you get closer. Um, Now, what would you guys do? Uh, So how much fire is there around Quite a bit. Uh, there would be, you know, carts and whatnot out front. There would be uh, stalls that are on fire. There would be the occasional wagon or whatnot that's been tipped over um, and just recently lit, um, that kind of stuff. Most of the roofs here would be either thatch or, uh, uh, like, clay-type shingles, depending on where it's at. Okay, I guess, what kind of role do I need to do to figure out what's the more pressing concern? The looters and people running around or the fire? Both are equally bad. Um, the people running around could either cause a panic or um, something like that. The looters are, of course, obviously bad. Um, and then the fires could destroy stuff. Okay, I'm going to switch Pokemon to Swinup. Okay. Oh, my. Yeah, so, I guess Rocky return. Let's go, Snuffles! And, uh, <laughs> for those who are not aware of what Swinup looks like, it's like a little hairy teacup cake. <laughs> but so fuzzy that you can't see its feet adorable. Um, <laughs> and I guess Bob, what I know is a ground type or an ice type move better to use against fire? Uh, I'm going to say since this is on the roofs, I don't think ground type would be the best idea, so probably ice, we'll call it. Okay, then I'm going to stuff them. Use powder snow. And you're going to see a blast of cold snow just out of nowhere. <laughs> Okay, and as that snow melts, the uh, water is enough to dampen some of the fires on the roofs. So we'll go ahead and say that that's good enough. Um, I'm not going to make you do an attack roll or anything like that for it. Uh, So, yeah, that was uh, effective use of your abilities. Okay, uh, as you guys uh, are helping put out those fires and dealing with the looters, you work your way closer into town. The people here, there are less of them, but the ones that are remaining are either attempting to help uh, evacuate the ones that aren't able to get out on their own, or they are battling some of the enemies that are all around you. Um, None of them are really holding still long enough to uh, assist in combat necessarily, um, but you could try to do something to distract the enemies or whatever you wanted. Who would like to go next for your skill challenge? Uh, Hoping Virgil. Yep. I don't think what I got my phone. I will help assist people with finding areas to evacuate, you know, keeping people calm and, you know, go to this place, go down this road, uh, you know, go to ball box. There are no fires. They just got put out. Go this way uh, and remain calm. Help, help people remain calm uh, and do that. Okay. What skill would you use? Can I use my... Um, uh, 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 can I use survival? Yeah, I'll give that to you. Build the terrain... Yeah, I'll give that to you. To you kind of you know looking to see where the the least amount of um, uh, action is happening. You know, you're looking to see what would be the most um, using your intelli- your you know your your uh, your mind a little bit to identify what would be the safest location for it. So yeah, I would I would do that. Yeah, that's a thirteen. A thirteen. 
that is not quite enough, unfortunately. You're looking around and you're thinking you're able to find um, spots that would be good, but um, it's just so chaotic and hectic that one of the places that you pointed to, um, a, a an enemy jumped out of and uh, was chasing some civilians and whatnot. So go ahead. Uh, I'll give you one more try to do uh, either that same check or you can choose a different one. Well, if an enemy jumps out, I'm going to go kill Okay, go ahead, and uh, he doesn't look like he's doing very well, so go ahead and use either acrobatics or athletics or something along those lines to disable him and to bring him down. Uh, I was just going to use flash of, uh, uh, flash and literally teleport right in front of him and just attack him. Okay, go ahead and do that then. Okay, that's a 23 to hit. Yep, you're able to appear in front of him. You put your fist right into his face, and he falls to the ground unconscious. Hope, we now move on to you. Uh You're right in the center of town. The Hokage, you know, is uh, kept kind of in the governmental-type building, uh, right on the other side of this main central circle. Um, You guys are where you need to be. There are a ton of uh, combatants all around you. The streets are basically deserted of normal folk. Uh, but there are still the occasional um, injured uh, shinobi on both sides that are evacuating. Um, it's utter chaos here. Huh? What were you looking? Well, I thought there's more people. Yeah, there's still some occasional folks that you could, um, you know, persuade or use some sort of charisma check to get them to do what you wanted. Uh, either evacuate or some of the injured shinobi tell them to, you know, there's a healer or something like that. Oh, I'm going to use uh, minor allegiance to uh, kind of, like, highlight a safe path for them to go down so, like, kind of just leave, like, a, a little sparkle trail for them to follow to a safe place. Okay, yeah, you're able to create that illusion and yell at everybody to Um, follow this path to get to safety. And uh, you see several of the injured shinobi that are dragging uh, some of their allies um, run down that path. Go ahead and, uh, you know, that's good enough. Um, I won't make you roll for that because that was a good use of the spell. So you are able to convince them to do that. All right, you guys uh, continue running forward. You get across the circle and into where the Hokage is supposed to be. And as you bust down that front door... You see that there are all sorts of shinobi from uh, the village hidden of the dice uh, laying all around you, and you hear combat ensuing uh, on the second floor. I'm assuming you guys run up the stairs to get to the second floor? Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys charge up the stairs, and you see two jonin um, attacking the uh, Hokage. The Hokage takes a very uh, very significant blow um, uh, from one of the jonin and falls to the ground. Uh, kind of against one of the walls where he is then restrained with some sort of jitsu you don't recognize. So go ahead and everybody roll me initiative. 21. Okay. 12. Alright. Uh, six for me. I We'll just use my initiative, I guess. Okay, that's more than fine. Just react in one turn. <laughs> yep. And Hope, what was yours? 10. Okay. Alright, and the two Shinobi, I'm going to roll them together. All right, they will go after Kamina. All right, so the turn order will go Kamina, the enemies, uh, Corin, uh, Kiwi, and Max. So we will go ahead and get started then. So the uh, two bandits uh, just managed to knock the Hokage into the corner. 
where some sort of strange shadowy jitsu is holding him in place uh, and immobile. Uh, the two of them would be about 15 feet in front of the where the stairs landed at. Um, they would be about five foot spot in between them, so they'd be 15 feet, um, kind of, you know, five foot, then a five foot space in between them, and then them, uh, the other one. So, Kamina, go ahead, and how would you like to start this? Uh, uh, start off, I'm going to use my bonus action to begin an intonation as you just kind of hear this epic music start to swell around from who knows where. <laughs> and, uh, um, everybody, all, all of my all, all of my friends, and I'm going to consider everyone in our party friends, are going to get uh, two temporary hit points. Okay. And while the intonation is going on, they also get a plus one bonus to damage rolls when making a weapon attack or casting a cantrip that requires an attack roll. Nice. And you also get a D4 intonation die that uh, you can use to either add that, you, you can use that to uh, as part of an attack action to add to your attack roll, or as a reaction, as part of being attacked, to add that to your AC, or as part of my signature epic, the introduction, the hero's friend, um, you can use that intonation die to... Uh, so when you hit with a weapon attack, you can or cantrip that requires an attack roll. You can add the intonation die as damage to the attack, or you can uh, use it on a saving throw to add to that number. So it's like a super blessing. Okay. It's a one-time use. Oh, one-time use. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And then I'm going to run up to one of the Jonin, and we are going to use our epic fervor and. Make a, uh, as our action, swing my large horse cleaving sword at him. That is a 16 to hit. 16, that hits. All right, and that will do 9, 10, 11 points of slashing damage to him as I tell, What kind of thug attacks an elderly man like that? Okay. All right, we then uh, move on to them. The Jonin, uh, the one that you attacked, kind of spits in your general direction and attacks you three times. Uh, did you do that recklessly? Yup. Okay. Well, luckily for you, I rolled two nat ones on the first one. Uh, second one, oh my gosh, I rolled two nines. And then for the third one, that one will hit. So, okay. <laughs> one hits. Yeah, exactly. So then you are only going to take eight points of slashing damage from that attack. Alright, so that's two temporary hit points gone, and down to... Oh, duh, there's a second one there. The second one attacks as well. <laughs> okay. Since you're the only one that has moved forward thus far, and two of those uh, attacks will hit you from that one. And that's almost minimum on both. So that is ten total points of damage from those two attacks. Alright, I got seems I got your attention. Yes, alright. We then move on to Corin. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my disguise self ability, and I'm going to basically transform myself into what the Kage looks like. Okay. And try and confuse them, make them think that they don't actually have the right one. Um, so I'm going to do that, and then uh, as a bonus action, how many A's are there? Uh, a couple little ones and a couple big ones? Uh, just the two big ones for right now. Okay. I'm going to cast a Death Mark 
on the one that uh, Kamina has attacked. Okay. Uh, and then um, when I disguise myself, I'm going to chuckle and do the whole, you don't think you really got the real hope. I'm going to chuckle. <laughs> okay. We then move on to Kiwi. All right. Um, enough time has passed, but um, I'll have to use my bonus action again to take my magical form. Okay. Then, uh, so, did, I know the one Jordan attacking uh, Micah, so is the other one, he, he move over there, is still kind of away from me, but the yeah. Yep, both ended up attacking him. Okay, um, so I'd probably end up hitting Micah if I what was that? You'd hit up, end up hitting him if what? A five foot radius. Yes. Uh. Well, no. You could put it behind him because Virgil. Did you move up to him or did you just transform? Uh, I just transformed and tried to get there. Okay. Uh. If you just transformed, then uh. Then you could put it uh behind the two of them and uh. I think still managed to miss him. Miss uh. Uh. Kamina. Okay, then I want to use one of the spells that I get for having the Cosmic Guardian as my patron, and I want to cast Moonbeam. Okay, you hit one of them with Moonbeam, or both of them with Moonbeam. What's the save on that? Um, it's a constitution save of 14. Alright. Ouch, a 3 and a 4, so neither of those will save. Okay, so they take uh, 2d10 radiant damage. Alright. Uh, that is five points of damage. Five for both of them? Uh, yeah. All right. Okay, we then move on. Uh, anything as a bonus action? Uh, the map oh. was my bonus action. That's right. We then move on to Max. All right, I'm going, since I swim about snow, I'm going to say Snuffles, Powder Snow, and I'm going to roll an attack, ranged attack. Ah. Uh, so that's a six. Yep, not quite enough, unfortunately. I know, we're rolling awful today. Alright, so I'm going to get Supple to kind of move so that he, next turn he's able to still make a ranged attack without hitting anyone, I guess? Yep, not a problem. You're able to kind of move him over to the side of the field so you get him in line there and uh, uh, kind of miss everybody else. Perfect. Alright, we then move back up to Kamina. Alright, um, I was like, you know, I really think you two need to back off. And as I say back off, uh, it, it's, it, it carries a rather impactful force with it. And uh, that just happens to be a force equivalent to uh, a thunder wave. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, what's your save, DC? It is 14. All right. The one passes, the other one does not. So I'm going to say the one that um, attacked you is able to stay there, but the one that kind of ran up to assist gets blasted back uh, 10 feet, is it? Yep, they will. So the one that fails will take 12 points of thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away. And the one that saved takes six and is not pushed. All right. We then move on to the two enemies. Uh, the one that's still standing there uh, is going to go ahead and attack you twice. Actually, he's going to look back at the Hokage and or back at Virgil and make the save against it. Intelligence. Investigation 14. Okay, uh, roll the 15 um, for that one. And then the second one is going to do the same and roll another 15. So both of them succeed on knowing who the real one is. But that takes okay. their action, so. 
All right, we move on to um, Corin. All righty, I am going to uh, cast. I'm going to use the mind mold Jutsu uh, on the one that's in the back, away from everybody. So he must make a, or so I'm going to create. Uh, 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 I'm going to make the Hokage look a multi-clone jutsu thing and have him appear all around him. So he now thinks he's fighting a one-on-one with the actual Hokage. Okay. Um, and then do that. So they're all going to punch him real quick. That's uh, one point of psychic damage. Alright. And then I'm going to uh, run up to the one by Kaina and uh, that is the end of my turn. Okay. We then move on to uh, Kiwi. Alright. Um, Moonbeam is a concentration spell, so I'm going to keep that going. Alright. Uh, and then uh, the one got blasted out of the radius, but the one is still standing there. So uh, repeat the save, correct? Yeah. That was only an 11. Alright. So he still takes damage. And that is 7 points. Alright. And let me see. That is just a couple points off of Bloody. Okay. Uh, Bonus action for anything? Nope. Okay. Max, we then move on to you. Alright, I'm hoping we can hit this. They're just so agile. Alright, Snuffles, try again. Let's powder snow. Um, I'm going to use that die from Kamina. Okay. Before I know the answer. In that whole description, it doesn't say what kind of deck it is. Oh, sorry, it's a D4. D4. Okay. Um, so with that it makes it a 15 to hit exactly what you needed perfect alright and then that does a d6 of damage oh max damage and so it's 7 damage to them I believe alright and it is officially below bloodied one second actually I think it's oh. a little bit more and I'm just trying to find it on the sheet where it tells me how much <laughs> Does they actually provide a full uh, sheet, like, view to, with all the stats for your Pokemon? Yeah, I know. That's why for episode two, I'll be using a different one so that it's all listed right there. I, I like that version. It was just a little bit too much for creating individual monsters for an entire deal. Oh, plus stat bonus. Um, so then that is six, seven, eight, nine damage, I think. Okay. I will add that on that. Okay, yep. And like I said, that was enough to bring him down below bloodied officially. So, Kamina, it is your turn. Oh, anything max as a bonus action or anything? Nope. All right, we'll go ahead then, uh, Kamina. That's a crazy little pig mole you've got there. <laughs> oh my god, it looks just like the pig mole, though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, Thank uh, you. His name is Supple. Well, he's a lot more useful than Buta was. I just <laughs> I'll turn back around to uh, the one that I've been been wailing on and uh, keep up my intonation, which I don't know what else has taken damage, but that's that's actually two temporary hit points at the start of each of my turns that you get. Um, okay, but it hasn't really come into play yet. And we are going to uh, epic fervor again and make that attack with Yon Big Sword. And that is a 19 to hit? Yes, very easily. 
Oh, or not not as much. That's going to be six points of slashing damage to him. And uh, I'll just tell him, come on, you gotta try harder than that. <laughs> all right. He, uh, all right, we then move on to them. And he looks at you, squinting his eyes a little bit more and says, oh, I'll try harder. Believe it. And he slashes at you three times. Uh, Reckless again? Yep. Okay. This time, all three of those will hit. My lowest was a 15. Uh, Actually, a 15 will not hit. Oh. Uh, My AC is a 16. Okay, then uh, two of them hit. All right, and that was Max and Min. So uh, that is 13 points of damage total to you, sir. And uh, that second one, uh, it's to see through the illusion, same thing, correct? Uh, yeah, it would be an intelligence. Okay. With an eight, he still believes that it's happening, um, but he puts two... He also, yep, he also takes uh, six points of psychic damage from trying to look through it and failing. Nice. All right. And then he puts two fingers to his mouth and whistles very, very sharply. And uh, you hear... You think off in the distance a little ways, um, something start to come towards you guys. A very loud noise. We then move on to Corin. Okay. Uh, so that one who is with uh, uh, other psych people get takes another one point of psychic damage. All right. Uh, um, and then I'm going to attack the one that's right in front of me. That's a 24 to hit. Yes, that very easily hits. Okay. He takes... One, four, uh, uh, four, four, seven, eight points. I'm gonna roll that uh, inspiration or that nation die. Okay. That's another three points of damage. So three, six, nine, uh, ten, eleven points of damage. All right, he's down to single digits. Okay, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be my turn. I'm not gonna do it. All right. Kiwi, we then move on to you. Moonbeam power is all in effect. Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't move out of that. All right. That failed again. He rolled an 8 plus 2. That is 17 points of damage. And he falls to the ground in a... It's radiant damage, correct? Yes. He falls to the ground in a sparkly, searing pile um, from that moonbeam attack. All right, it is it is probably one of the prettiest kills that you guys have ever seen. The sparkles really do add just a whole new aesthetic to it. Um, we then move on to Max. There's the one that is shadow boxing with uh, all you, all you can assume is shadow boxing with something in front of him. All right, I will take another. Hmm, I want to freeze him, so let's do powder snow yet again. Okay. Ah, why did it have to keep rolling? Ah. I'm just going to say that's not going to hit. <laughs> okay. We then... So, uh, I'm actually going to get... Uh, Snuffles to come back to me. Okay. Okay. All right. We then move on to Kamina. There's the one that is shadow boxing about 10 feet away from you. Okay. Uh, I'll, 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 I will casually fill up behind him, tap him on the shoulder, and be like, Did you really whistle for help? And uh, what we're going to do, going to uh, let him know rather forcefully that that was not a very good idea. <laughs> I'm going to cast my other spell for the day, uh, for the, for the long rest. And this is a spell that is granted by the Scald class. 
It is called Forceful Battle Cry. Okay. Find it again? So, I unleash a mighty roar audible out to 300 feet, creating a shockwave that slams into a creature or object that I can see. This is basically a more powerful thunder wave. Um, but I actually have to make an attack roll against it with it. And so that is going to be... Oh, um, that's rather unfortunate. I doubt a 13 hits. No, 13 is just shy. All right, so that, that was unfortunately, it's super strong ability, but because of the attack roll, I do not get it off. And I just yelled really, really, really loud. Okay. Um, you think uh, with the illusion that he is within shadowboxing this thing, it just doesn't quite have enough to uh, pierce through that veil and uh, really affect him. So we then move on to his turn. Um, that that loud noise that you were hearing, oh. all of us... Oh. Actually, Bob, um, so make a ranged spell attack. The target, seeing within five feet of me, doesn't impose disadvantage. On a hit, they take 3d6 thunder damage. This is additionally, if the target is a creature... It must succeed on a constitution save or be pushed 10 feet and be knocked prone. Oh. On a miss. That fails, I'm guessing, with a 12. Yep. So he's pushed 10 feet and knocked flat on the ground from the sheer force of my shout. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I would have turned like, how are you an electric type? Yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead and uh, roll me odds or evens. Odds, he's going to be pushed into the moonbeam. Evens, he's going to be pushed outside of the moonbeam, because he was pushed 10 feet outside of it. That is a 1 on a d6, Bob, so that is an odd. Okay. We then move on to uh, anything when um, they enter the space, or is it just when they end their turn, their hope? Um, I believe it's when they enter the space. Okay. Let me look it up real quick. Yep. I never remember, because some of them are at the beginning of the turn, some of them are at the end. It's always confusing. Yeah. Letters are hard. No, okay. Enters the area the first time on a turn or starts their turn. Okay, so then they are blasted into that. Go ahead and... uh, it's a con save, which they yeah. fail epically, so that was a nat one. So go ahead and roll that damage. Alright, that is 14. Wow, that's significant. Um, and uh, now it is the start of their turn in that space. So, make another con save. That one they think they passed. Uh, that was naturally a 14, uh, plus their modifier of... Yeah. Passes. Okay. All right. So we then move on to. They take half damage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Roll that damage then. So that is. They take four points. Okay. All right. They definitely aren't looking great, but um, they are still able to stand. Uh, Kamina, did you move up to him to shout in his face, or did you stay where you were 10 feet away? I would have moved. I, I, I moved up to him. Okay. So I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention when I yelled in his face. All right, then I'm going to go ahead, since everybody is kind of away from him, I'm going to go ahead and roll to see who he attacks. Oh, uh, there's only four, because you returned Snuffle, didn't you? Or, uh, not, yeah. Nope, he's still out. He's just on my side. Oh, gotcha. He just came back to you. Okay, I thought you meant returned. No, it's a full action. All right. Uh, He's going to go ahead then, and he charges at Kiwi. 
Kiwi, you are going to take all three of these attacks. Oh. And that, and he leaves the area, obviously. Um, but he rolled like shit, so that's one nat one. Uh, that is a 14 and a 17. Uh, can I use that uh, intonation pipe to see if I can add a little bit to my AC? Yes. Okay. My AC is now 14. Okay. So then only, uh, let's see, uh, both of those went, because I think the one was a 14, wasn't it? I don't remember. Uh, I, I... Yeah, one, 14, and seven. Okay, yep, so then both would still hit. Awesome. Both worth a try. Yeah. And that is uh, 12 total points of damage. Uh, do you have any kind of damage resistances or anything like that? No, but I do have temporary hit points, so that helps. Alright, yes, that does help. And uh, as... Uh, uh, he makes that strike. He looks over at you, Kamina, and he says, Just wait until you see the help that we summon. Believe it! And a section of the wall explodes outwards, right where the Hokage is, and uh, a very large mech-looking hand reaches in and starts to grab for the Hokage. So we wait, then... Um, yes. Uh, you see emblazoned on the side of the arm is a giant red letter R. And uh, you think you see within the uh, kind of a uh, clear glass-looking container on the side of it, um, you think, Max, you recognize uh, a Pokemon in there. So some sort of Pokemon seems to be powering this. We then move on to Corrin. Okay, so the Kage is owned by what? A very large mech arm broke out the wall behind it, and this mech arm is reaching for the Hokage that is still bound with this shadowy jitsu. Who uh, attacks the jitsu? Was it the guy who's dead or I? No, the guy, the shadow boxing jitsu um, is the guy that's still alive, but he got blasted 10 feet. Um, but the one who passed it? Uh, no, so the, the one that passed it dead. He was the one that failed it. Yeah, he was the one that failed it. He's asking about the one who, who cast the Jutsu that's finding the Okage. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is the one that cast it. Okay. So, I'm going to do... Uh, first, as a bonus action, I'm going to move my uh, uh, Death Mark over to that guy, and then I'm going to attack him. Okay. That is a 14 to hit. 14 does not quite hit. It's one point shot. Okay. Uh, that's all I can do. Okay, we then move on to Kiwi. You are just attacked by this individual standing in front of you. <laughs> All right, and that's probably. Oh wait, he has to. He takes the damage from the psychic thing. Oh, he does. Yes. One point of psychic damage. Okay, go ahead, Kiwi. And it's probably been long enough that Moonbeam now done, right? No, I last for one minute, correct? Okay, so we still have a couple more rounds. Okay. Yeah, you still have like four more rounds, I think. Okay, then. I'm just going to move that on up. Okay, you move it forward, and uh, he needs to make the con save. Uh, Virgil, did you get within five feet of him to attack? Yeah. Okay, you need to make the con save, too. He failed big time with a three. Well, plus two. Okay. Virgil passed. The other guy did not. Um, that's 14 points of damage. 14, all right. He is not standing by a ton at this point. We then move on to Max. All right, so the actually T-Rocket is bursting through the door. 
Yes, a giant team rocket mech just broke through the wall and is grabbing at the Hokage. How far away would it be from Snuffles? Uh, maybe 20 feet at the most, depending on where you guys are at. Okay, then I was going to return them, but this looks like we'll try it one more time, Snuffles. Powder snow. Okay, at the uh, Jonin the or me- at the Mecha? Mecha. Um, 11 to hit. 11 does not call well, 11 it hits, but it is not enough to affect the robot, unfortunately. The steel plates are uh, powerful enough to resist that effect. Shoot. Okay, and I think that's all I can do right now. All right, we then move on to Kamina. Kamina, you would be within about five feet of the mech uh, that just burst through the wall, um, right kind of where that Hokage is. You see the uh, one Jonin standing there next to Kiwi and Corrin uh, getting fried by a moonbeam. What would you like to do? I am going to... Uh, I see I see gunmen. My attention is immediately diverted. And uh, I just kind of go into a mindless rage. And I wish I could super epic fervor attack the <laughs> arm of this mech that just burst through the door. But uh, I am going to make a massive swing at it. And that is a almost a crit. That is a twenty <laughs> three to hit. Yes, that very much pierces the armor of this gunman. And that is a that will be seven, eight, nine points of slashing damage to the gunman. And I'm like, hey, get out of that thing and come fight me face to face. All right, your blade carves a very uh, severe furrow through that metal arm of the gunman, uh, but it is not quite enough to sever the arm. We then move on to the enemies. The Jonin is going to go ahead and attempt to run away. Uh, so both of you... Oh, wait, no. He takes, at the start of his turn, moonbeam damage. Uh, that was a four. God, I cannot make any of these damn saves. Tell me about it. <laughs> Ah, that was enough that as he goes to leap back he is not quite able to escape that magical effect and the last of his reserves of energy are used up as he tries to leap and he falls to the ground completely dead the giant mech arm grasps around the Hokage just as that spell effect ends and gets him in his grip and begins to pull back through the exit of that building Uh, You are able to, Max, now that this uh, creature is turned just a little bit, you're able to see that a magneton is what is powering this uh, mech on the back of that glass kind of enclosure. Uh, It looks like it's getting ready to retreat, having uh, uh, gotten its primary objective uh, completed. So we then move on to Corrin. Okay. I am going to... um um, let's see here. I'm gonna uh, step a little bit closer to where the mech is, and uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to move step over to uh, the the mech, and oh. then I am going to cast mind. Let's see, is that one on? Let me find out. I'm going to cast uh, mind mold. On the magneton. Oh, uh, good. Because that was you getting ready to tell you the mech doesn't have a brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cast off on the magneton, so it must make a intelligence saving. All right, let me pull up the stats here. 
Scroll, 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 scroll. Too many Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Why don't you hit Control 5? Because the PDF won't find it. The letters are spaced. This one, the letters are spaced out far enough that the M and the A have a space in between them. Okay. Uh. Ouch, that minus 2 to intelligence isn't gonna help. That was still a 19, though, minus 2 for 17. Um, that's my turn. Okay, we then move on to Kiwi. Kiwi, you are sensing from this mech a very vile and hateful energy. Uh, as you look at it, you get the feeling that you want to go kick a puppy. It's, it's definitely having a terrible effect on it, on the people and things around it. Oh, no. Oh, oh sorry, Rhino, I forgot to tell you to cover your puppy's ears. Didn't want them to hear that. I totally did as you said that. I was like, poor Jack! <laughs> <laughs> He's on my lap right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm going to uh, move the moonbeam and center it on that. Okay. Are you going to go for the body of the mech or the arm that's holding the Hokage? Um, probably more towards the body of... Okay. And... Alright. Both Magneton and the mech fail those rolls. That's 14 points. Ouch. Alright, and... The power of the mech looks like it's starting to fail just a little bit, falter a little bit um, as that moonbeam hits it. We then move on to Max. Alright, I'm just taking a quick look. So it's moving. Okay, I guess first question, does it look like Magneton's using electric abilities to control it? Yeah, it looks like Magneton is the power source. It doesn't look like Magneton is controlling it, but he is the battery pack for this. Okay, so they're more or less just through like car battery connectors onto a Magneton. Yeah, basically he's inside a giant glass jar-looking thing that's got all sorts of doohickeys on it. Okay. Um, then for this turn, I'm just going to return Snuffle. Go, Rocky! And my grumpy little Rhyhorn pops out of his ball, and... I have a range of up to 60 feet to do that, so I'm going to put Rocky, I guess, within 30 feet of the uh, Mecca, oh, but like right. as close to behind it as I can, like start going. Okay, you would, uh, you, I guess, yeah, you could tech. You have to be able to see where you release him at because it would. Uh, arm yeah. broke through the second floor, so to okay. get behind him, you would have to put him on the ground behind the back. Which, if you want to run up to the edge of the building, you can do that and look down and place him. Sure, I've got a 30 movement speed up for myself. Yeah, you can very easily get to the edge of the building and release him on the ground in front of you. Perfect, I will do that. And all the abilities are in action, so that's it for this turn. Okay, Uh, I need, once you place that creature there on the ground next to it, I need uh, Rhyhorn to give me a wisdom saving throw. All right. I have a one. And it's versus frightened if that has any effect. Um, it does, but not for Rhyhorn. Okay. Ooh, that is a five. <laughs> he is terrified of this giant mech. All that right. means can't move towards it. And disadvantage on attacks against it. Okay. All right, we then move on to Kamina. So as I see this arm starting to move back, I'm like... Hey, 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 you're not going anywhere! And I will attempt to jump onto the arm and just, like, start stabbing it with my sword. Okay. As you jump onto it, I will need the wisdom save. 
that is a, uh, <laughs> a a 15 for my wisdom save. That's enough. You are your rage is enough to cut through that fear. And that is a why can't you just roll one more? Uh, that, that is another 23 to hit. Alright, yes, that very easily hits. For 9, 10, 11 points of slashing damage. Alright, you. Against this, this, this mech arm. Alright. Just. Just. Yeah, 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 yeah. You carve into the arm, and it is enough to separate the arm from the rest of the mech, and you and the separated arm fall to the ground, or fall to the. I guess floor because it's basically at floor level, um, and uh, yeah, the Hokage then is released. Uh, anything else, Kamina? Is a bonus action. I have no more bonus action. All right, we then move on to the giant mech. The giant mech releases a cloud of dark, evil, vile energy, and uh, Rhyhorn can make an attack of opportunity at disadvantage as it rockets off. Kamina, I'll give it to you too, even though technically the arm separated. Alright, I'm going to use Scary Face. Alright. And you put on your scariest face, attempting to paralyze... Oh, wait, attack of opportunity has to be melee? Like a yep. melee range? Yep, a standard attack. Um, that's a 23 to hit, Bob? Yes, that very easily hits. Alright. Happy range. For nine points of damage against it. Okay, I'm going to say just for flavor's sake, um, even though the torso has a lot more health than this, you're able to carve off a little portion of one of the facial features of this front thing, and you see a hairy-looking face on the inside glare at you. And Peace, man! <laughs> All right, and uh, Rhyhorn, what did he get? Um, 11 to hit. 11, not quite enough, no. Unfortunately, he rams into it, but without you know being a little bit afraid, he held back and wasn't quite uh, enough to damage it. That intonation die, we only got the one, correct? Yep, you only get one. All right, and then it, it rockets off into the air. Uh, the trajectory looks a little bit odd because of the missing arm. The weight distribution is kind of weird, but it still rockets off into the air, leaving behind that inky, black, disgusting cloud and uh, a little I star. Huh? I take off after it. Into the air. You jump into the air and are not quite able to grab it as you fall to the ground. It rockets up into the air, into the sky, and as you look up, you see this little four-pointed flash of light um, as it disappears into the horizon. This is where we... I hear you, coward! (laughs) This is where we will go ahead and in the encounter section of the uh, homebrew review for this one. We are changing things up a little bit this time, so we will do our reviews uh, at the end of the episode, so stay tuned right now for the reviews. Go ahead uh, and take it away whenever you guys are ready. So, with Corin, the human shinobi, uh, I really liked uh, this genjutsu uh, style of play. Um, The mind spike is super powerful uh, first groups people, uh, I'm just thinking of that very first thing when we had all those people surrounded then they all checked me out and I was able to uh, basically mind spike all of them uh, uh, same with uh, those uh, phantasmal force uh, abilities where trying to look through it they would do it um, it's just a really cool ability to make illusions more powerful I think um, oftentimes, uh, illusion is really hard to play, or you have to have a really uh, cooperative DM to make it work. Uh, uh, but this makes illusions a more powerful backfield choice. 
not just a role play choice. Um, I did get hit a lot, but Iron Body did uh, help prevent quite a bit of damage. Um, it only helped with uh, the ninjas. It didn't help with that moonbeam that I got stuck in. Um, but that's okay. I mean, most battles up front, but you're going to be dealing with bludgeoning, thing piercing, and slashing. Um, and I like that. Luckily, you are able to switch jutsus you have when you level up. So that always helps. You can uh, you can pick and choose which jutsus you want. Um, you find the best choice that works for you and your character. Uh, Death Mark, very powerful. It helped bolster some of my attacks a little bit. Um, I felt really full in this. Uh, it, this class provides a good AC, quite a bit of health, some damage mitigation. Um, it adds for a an interesting style of play. You're not just this uh, glass cannon who goes out and burns everybody, or you're not this ultimate warrior that runs up into the battlefield and just beats everybody to death. But you're able to find a combination. I was able to stay in the back and uh, hold off some enemies while still damaging up, but, but I can split my attention into multiple places. Um, so for level four, I'm, I was very happy with as a level four character. It's pretty powerful. Um, I don't know how well it'll do in the future. Uh, again, those mind spikes all, all depend on my on my uh, ability save. So if that's not really high, I'm not going to be getting a good. Or if my opponent rolls high, then I'm not going to get those mind spikes like I was. Or I'm not going to be able to hold Phantasmal Force like I was with my, uh, the Magneton. I wasn't able to hold that back. Or the disguised self disclose uh, Joni. They're able to look through it. Um, in the next coming level, I'm excited to see what happens. But as a level four shinobi, I think for low level play, uh, this is a, this was a really fun class. I had a, a lot of fun with it, and I would be more than happy to play this level character again like this. All right. Oh, I thought it was really fun playing. Uh a warlock with the patron of the Cosmic Guardian. I thought the best part of it for me was just being able to uh, be cutesy and kawaii, I guess, with all of it. Just really having everything be sparkly and pink was really fun. Um, I really liked the spells that I got with um, the being able to use Moonbeam was really great, and I thought really well dynamic with the character. Also, having the uh, implication of uh, being able to add my Grimaldi to Elder's Blast was really nice in the beginning, letting me get a couple of extra points on it. Um, it was also really nice taking the pack to the chain to have my Stargazer with me. That definitely came in handy when I needed to non-lethal damage, and that was the closest option I had without having to move and melee distance myself. Um, Overall, it was really easy to play. I liked it a lot. It was very straightforward. Um, not too difficult. There wasn't too much to look at. It wasn't too confusing at all. So I really had a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see uh, the other attributes that I get next time. So, the Skald class. Uh, Kamina is a very much a, a Skald at heart, and it really, really, really shines through with, with Ace's Skald class. Uh, low levels, you know, we don't have a whole lot to go off of, but the, the intonation feature is, feels really solid, really, really well thought out. You know, the, the temporary hit points equal to my proficiency modifier, uh, coupled with the, uh, which I was actually forgetting, the plus one bonus to damage rolls when making a weapon attack or uh, cantrip that requires a spell attack 
uh, is, like I said, it doesn't seem like much, but it can it can be just that one extra point that you needed. Uh, is really cool. Uh, really like the the spell that Ace came up with for to, to add into the the, the Scald spell list that he, he put together. It, it's really fun, really flavorful. I uh, really like the uh, just all the options that you have going forward with it, and uh, feel like it's a, it's a really good, solid class. If you want to play a bard, but you want to be a little bit more uh, more fighty and don't want to be stuck in you know the College of Swords, you know, definitely is an option to look into because you still have a lot of support options, but you're you're, you're definitely not a slouch when it comes to combat with the, the proficiency with martial weapons that bars just don't get, you're in a lot better situation to be a frontline support character that, you know, has those cool casting abilities and the the, the, the real fun support features that the Skull gets. And, you know, as we can clearly remember, with, when Kamino went down, the, 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 the key thing to take away is that a real man never dies, even when he's killed. I love the Pokemon class. I know I barely made any actual hits, and I blame my dice. And there's many now in the dice jail. Hold on. Um, but it felt amazing. It felt like being a Pokemon trainer. I'll admit it's a little hard to figure out some of my calculations, and I wish the spreadsheet automated a little bit more. But I'm getting a hang of it. Uh, I love. It felt like great level four play for me. I can't switch Pokemon without using a full action. It makes sense that my trainer can't take a full action the same move a Pokemon does based on the game. Can't use a potion and have my Pokemon attack. I love the fact that all my Pokemon have different speeds, different skills and senses. I didn't feel like I was overpowered a little bit, I guess, against people versus Pokemon. Being able to tail whip and add a plus one to attack every target on the like enemy target on the field. But I just justified that as a fourth battle. Um I can't say much negative about this. This feels as close to a full version of D&D, but for Pokemon as I could possibly imagine. So, yes, thanks once again for having me, and that was amazing. Alright. Thank you all very much for listening to this first anime episode. I'm hoping that it ends up being as epic as I'm expecting in the later levels. Next time we meet, I will go ahead and read this little bit of flavor text because I wanted a reason to keep you guys here. So as the Hokage is released and you guys are picking yourselves up and dusting yourself off, all of a sudden you hear a ring coming from your pocket, Max. And I pick it up. And the professor from your hometown is on the line and says, Team Rocket has done it again. We need your help. They've taken over the gym and stolen the Pokemon. And I'm going to guess the scene fades to black with To Be Continued. Yes, it does. We'll go with that. The scene fades to black and To Be Continued appears on the video screen of your lives. So we will go ahead then and break from here as we take on Team Rocket next episode at level 8. Thank you guys all very, very much. Go ahead and say goodbye. Goodbye! Uh, Goodbye! Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you are able, please check out Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska for all of your gaming needs. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.